0: This is Preps KC's Football Friday Night. Preps KC's Football Friday Night is brought to you by REMAX, Comcast Xfinity, Price Chopper, BeUnion.com, the Sports Medicine and Performance Center at the University of Kansas Health System, Dick Sporting Goods, and the deepest Esqually Moore Law Firm. Here's your host, Dion Clisso, and the coach, Harold Wamsgans.
1: Welcome to Week 14 of Preps KC's Football Friday Night, driven by the McCarthy Auto Group. Like the man said, I am your host, Dion Clisso, joined as always by the coach, Harold Wamsgons. And it is state championship week on the Kansas side and in Class 6 on Missouri. And the rest are all in semifinals. Coach, we had some great games last week, some really fantastic performances. Came kind of close to an all-Kansas City state championship final. At least some North wasn't able to hang on. But on the Kansas side, kind of some chalk that we, you know, Blue Valley Northwest number one seed. Mill Valley, number one seed. St. James, even though they were like a seven, still probably the top team going into that bracket, uh, and they get the, the the trip to the state championship. So a lot of what we thought would happen, happened.
2: And I believe that all three of those teams that you just mentioned have the quality athletes that can win a state championship. They're all going to be tested It's six good teams in those playoffs in the finals, but I think we can win all three.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a, a good shot at a good weekend. It's always a great weekend when you're playing state championship games. I think we're going to have some good weather, uh, which is always good. And, you know, on the Missouri side, we've got a couple games on Friday as well. Uh, and then the rest are on Saturday. So a lot of good uh, competition this week. And, and some good teams are really playing well. All right, let's go ahead and give you a rundown of our show this week. Uh, this here first segment. We're kind of recap a little of last week and, and talk in some generalities because we're going to break down each one of these games. Trust me, our next segment, we're going to talk with Blue Valley Northwest coach, Clint Ryder. He's got them to the state championship game for the first time in school history. Coach is the first time they've been to the semifinals since 1999, and they punched their ticket with authority over a very good Blue Valley West team.
2: And that's a very special group of seniors for Coach Ryder.
1: Yeah, it is. And they've done a fantastic job turning that program around. We'll also, in our next segment, be joined by Mill Valley Coach Joel Appleby, who's getting used to these uh, pre Thanksgiving weekend uh, uh, radio appearances because uh, they've been, this is now their third straight in their fifth trip to the state championship game in the last seven years. Think about how many practices those seniors have had for Mill Valley over the last three years. That's what really adds up. All right, our third segment we're going to have, St. James coach Tom Radke back in the state championship game, looking to defend their title from a year ago, and our own Adam Burns, who covered the Miege St. Uh, James game last week and who's going to be at um, that game in Topeka this Week When they play Andover Central in the state championship game, and then we'll close it out with GoPowerCat.com's Ryan Wallace. He was at the Mill Valley game last week, and of course, he does a great job of breaking it down and uh, looking forward to talking with him because he has good knowledge on Andover Central, Maze, and Derby. Having seen all those teams at some point during the year, uh, his, little, his little excursions out into the state come in real handy this time of year, Coach.
2: And how about St. James going from 0-4 after four weeks to 8-4 and 4 at this point?
1: Yes, they went from not being able to score to putting up 35 to 40 points every single game. Well, let's talk about those games. Let's start with that game last week, and it kind of got out of control early uh, for Bishop Miege. They found themselves down 21-0 and were really never able to kind of get back into it, Coach.
2: You know what? That was kind of a surprise. I wasn't surprised by who won, but I was surprised by the score. Usually Miege's defense is a lot stronger than that.
1: Yeah, they, they did. and Jalen Birch had a great game for him uh, running the ball, but it wasn't enough to get me back in the state championship game. Well, 5A, uh, another game that we thought would be a little closer than that, and Mill Valley just dominated that one, Coach. Again, defensively, they just made the big plays on defense, got some turnovers and capitalized on them. And really warmed down as the game went on, and I think that's something you'll see uh, this week with Mays. How does Mays handle that physicality of mill valley and then the blue valley northwest blue valley west game coach and i'll tell you that's a game right there i thought that would be a closer game jumped right on what blue valley northwest has done the last few weeks they just keep getting better and better each week and they look fantastic against a good very good blue valley west team
2: only gave up seven points that's an amazing
1: yeah no doubt and so that's where we stand this week and and you know the other thing um we won't talk much about this week uh, the simoni ballots are out um that's going on right now you can see that at, at prepskc.com and on on the new Simone Awards site. We'll talk about that a little bit uh, more as the day goes on. But uh, just a fun week, Coach. It's always fun to be around Thanksgiving. We record this on Tuesday, Um, so there's some games on Friday uh, that will be on the Missouri side that we'll have to talk about uh, next week. But this is always a fun week, isn't it?
2: I think this is the greatest week for football practice that could possibly be Thanksgiving and state championships or semifinals. It's a great one.
1: No doubt. Everyone wants to practice on Thanksgiving. It means you're still playing football. When we come back, we're going to talk with Blue Valley Northwest coach Clint Ryder about his team's first-ever state championship appearance and Mill Valley coach Joel Appleby. You're listening to Preps KC's Football Friday Night, driven by the McCarthy Auto Group.
4: Hi, it's Brett Saberhagen, and I'm proud of my baseball career. I've been very fortunate to receive many accolades, including being named to the all-star team three times. When you need to sell a home, you want the best. That's the RE-MAX agent. Real estate all-stars that put in the time, have the dedication, and hustle to take you from for sale to sold. That's RE-MAX. And don't worry, they've done this a million times. Start your search today with the RE-MAX app. Each office independently owned and operated.
5: Choice for a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisements.
3: I'm attorney Mike DiBasquale. After a car wreck, the last thing you want to do is trust the insurance company. These insurance companies try to rip off good people every single day. My law firm won't let you get ripped off. We'll fight to get you all the money you deserve, and you don't pay us a dime unless we win your case. If you've been hurt, call me. I've got this. Mike's got this. All you need to know. 816 888
0: Mike's got this points cash gear sports with a dick scorecard you earn points on all your purchases and get three percent back in rewards and access to exclusive deals and events it's simple points lead to cash to buy gear so you can play more sports get your dick scorecard and start earning reward certificates today every season starts at dicks
6: Hi Cheese fans, this is Clark Hine. If you have an urgent orthopedic or sports injury, the University of Kansas Health System can see you quickly. They've added extended hours during the week and have a Saturday morning walk-in clinic. Your orthopedic and sports injuries deserve champion treatment from the experts who treat the Chiefs. Request an appointment at kansashealthsystem.com slash sportsmedicine.
1: Welcome back to Preps KC's Football Friday Night, driven by the McCarthy Auto Group. I'm your host, Dion Cluso, joined as always by the coach, Harold Wamsgons. and a program like this wouldn't be possible without a great partner like the McCarthy Auto Group. Every year, the McCarthy Auto Group gives $23,000 scholarships to the Greater Kansas City Football Coaches Association to help the scholar-athletes attend the school of their choice. They are also the sponsor of the Riddell Insight Program, giving away equipment every year to schools across the Metro, and they have just been announced as the presenting sponsor of the Simone Awards, where they will give out a $5,000 scholarship For the winner. So they are very involved in high school football in the Metro, and we thank them for everything they do. All right, let's go ahead and get back in the football and bring in Blue Valley Northwest coach Clint Ryder, who has boldly gone where no man has gone before. Sorry, I was watching a Star Trek thing last night. Uh, You have taken Blue Valley Northwest to the state championship game. Impressive win over a Blue Valley West team that has been playing so well the last few weeks. And not only so well, but like, from behind like coming back on everyone which had to make you a little nervous even though you guys had a big lead uh big time performance uh what does it say about your group to just come out and be as focused as they were to to, to put together a complete game like that against blue valley west
7: yeah i think it it says a lot about you know again our, our defense has just been playing extremely well and and you know in the two games that we played west we were able to hold them to seven points and that's that says a lot about what they've been able to do and and how prepared they've been on that side of the football and then Um, You know, just offensively, our guys have been really taking care of the football um, really since Aquinas. And uh, we haven't turned it over since then. So I think I think we're hitting on all cylinders and and all three phases. And, and, you know, we're playing complementary football at this time of the year, which is a, a really good time of year to be doing it.
2: Coach, first of all, congratulations on a great 12 weeks up to this point. And talking about your defense, when you look at Derby, what concerns are there for your defense in terms of stopping their running game?
7: Well, I think obviously the number one concern is uh, the running back. Uh, Dylan Edwards is as is, is fast of a of an athlete as we've seen. Uh, he's got great vision. Um, he plays low to the ground and, um, you know, he's able to, to spring a lot of big ones. And, and uh, if he gets loose, I don't think there's anybody that can catch him. So, um, you know, and just their, their offensive line, it's a big, it's a big unit. Uh, they're a mobile unit and um, they do a good job of getting to the second level, um, you know, kind of, Kind of somewhat, uh, you know, the way the North likes to to get to the second level, and so you know, just trying to to, to find ways to keep your your linebackers free, and um, you know, just not let your DBs get sucked down because they've got uh, they've got some really good uh, play action stuff that they like to do to get behind you as well. So um, obviously, got to stop number two, and then uh, you know, everything else kind of goes from there.
1: Yeah, I watched uh, pretty much all of that Lawrence game last week, and Lawrence was able to kind of go with them the first few rounds, and it was just a couple stops and. And then it got out of hand for him. I'm assuming if you get a couple stops in each half, you're going to feel pretty good about yourself. And do you feel like you can move the ball and score on them? Because Lawrence did as well.
7: Yeah. I mean, I, I think that, you know, we're, we're, I think we have a state championship caliber defense and offense. You know, I think we're, we're, we're probably, you know, this is probably the best defense that we've faced, but I think this might be the best offense that they've faced. And I think, you know, you could probably say that about each team on each side of the ball, which is probably, you know, indicative of why both teams are in the state championship game. And, um, you know, I think there is, you know, kind of that feeling that, you know, you, you're going to have to score, you know, quite a bit to, to have a chance to, to be competitive there at the end. But, um, you know, I think our guys are focused and, you know, I think every time I, I get nervous about whether we're going to be able to put points on the board, our, our guys have, have come through in a big way, but, uh, you know, this isn't, we, we gotta be, be ready to go punch for punch and, and not get frustrated, you know, and, um, uh, you know, I think offensively just staying patient and, and being able to, to, to move the ball down the field and, and keep moving the chains and keep their offense off the field as well.
2: Coach, what do you like about your offensive line as you go into this game? Their front seven will be tough, but you guys have had a great year up front.
7: Yeah, I mean, we've I think we've rushed for 3,100 yards, so I mean that's a big a big credit to our offensive line and, and what they've been able to do, and they've handled some some big challenges. Uh, you know, I think this is the big biggest challenge yet. Uh, their defensive line is um, extremely big and athletic, and they use their hands extremely well, and and their linebackers run to the football um, really really well and take on blocks and shed blocks. So um, you know we're all going to have our hands full. Of, certainly, um, you know, trying to create. Um, you know running lanes with with zone schemes will be kind of difficult and you know they do a great job of of you know uh, crossing face on gap scheme blocks so um, you know it's it's going to be a tough uh, a tough task for offensive line but um, each each time they've been challenged they've responded and and, uh, you know I like the way they've played especially you know the last few weeks so uh, you know I I don't want to I don't want to take any credit away from those guys and what we, we think they'll be able to do on on Saturday.
1: What was that feeling like to be standing on the field Friday night and lifting up that plaque? And I mean, I, I could see the emotion in pictures and video, uh, but what, what, what did that feel like knowing where this, where you came from when the program started to, to be where we talked a little bit last, last, last week about it off the air, about when you first got going, you don't know when you come to a place and you're trying to turn things around.
7: Yeah, I think, I mean, I think, you know, we, you know, there, it was an emotional day. I think we had, as a, as a team had, had been able to share a lot of, a lot of things about our journey and, um, where the program had been and where the community had been and where our, uh, you know, just everybody who's kind of poured into to getting us to have this opportunity to go play on Saturday. Um, you know, so we'd kind of taken care of that before the game um, so that we could just go play free and, and uh, but just kind of, you know, you go back to, to Harrisonville in 2019 and, you know, it's fourth and goal and we're down 14 and we turn the ball over on downs and, you know, it looks like, you know, that one's going to get away from us. And, you know, that was kind of a turning point, you know, we put together, you know, a 14 point comeback in two minutes and won it overtime. And, you know, since then we've, we've kind of been trending upward, you know, we've had some setbacks along the way and, and definitely lost some games in there too. But, uh, you know, I think from that point on that it's just been a, a confidence that these sophomores these seniors who were sophomores at the time have kind of continued to play with. And there was a lot of passion from them um, the last few games, just, um, they they don't want this to end. They've they've enjoyed playing with each other. They've they love each other, and um, you know obviously they've they've gone through struggles. And but these guys have these guys are winners, and they've won their entire lives. And um, you know I think that's been uh, that's been fun to coach. That uh, you you know when you come out on, on every Friday night or on Saturday in this this case that they're going to fight and scratch and claw. And they expect to win, and, and that's what makes them so much fun to be around.
1: Coach, it should be a fantastic game. Good luck, and we we get to openly root now that you're out of the city, and uh, uh, somebody needs to end Derby's little run, and, and nobody better but you guys. So good luck and go get a state championship.
7: All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.
1: Coach Walms, it's, uh, it, it's really great to see what Coach Ryder's done there at Blue Valley Northwest, and I would say it's very easy um, to say a lot of people in the Metro are really rooting for Northwest to go get Derby.
2: I think the big thing is they need to be in a position to win the game with five minutes to go, make them be in the five minute
1: situation. Well, I know one guy who's probably torn about the Derby Northwest game. I know you like Clint Ryder. He's a good guy, (laughs) but your cousin's on the other side, Brandon Clark. And it's it's tough for you because you see guys you know and coach with on the Kansas City side have to go down and play your cousin every year. And uh, I watched Lawrence and Derby play last week and really got to watch a lot of that uh, tailback that he's got and, uh, your cousin's doing a great job as always. Brandon's such a great guy. Uh, but that's going to be a fun one in class six, isn't it? I mean, that's a six. Uh,
8: uh, yeah, it will be. Um, you know, I, I obviously text coach Ryder told him congratulations, you know, and, um, you know, he texts back, but you know, we, we didn't talk a whole lot. I don't, I, th- I don't know if he was, you know, I, honestly though, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I, I haven't got a chance to really watch Derby much this year because we've been, you know, working so hard. So, um, you know, I, I do talk to Brandon obviously and, and, uh, you know, Either way, of course, I'm going to I'm always rooting for Brandon. You know, yeah, he, he, he's it. so um, you got to root for Brandon. But at the same time, too, it's it's pretty awesome. Like you said, it's really, really awesome to see what Coach Ryder's done at Northwest. I mean, what what he's done in the, in the time he's been there has just been tremendous.
2: Coach, As you go into this state championship game, talk to us a little bit about your running back group. I know you guys have a multiple number of running backs, but talk to us a little bit about the specifics of that group.
8: Well, you know, it's funny you say that. Um, this is probably the largest running back group we've ever had in our program. I mean, I think in, when you look over at our, our, uh, our running back group during practice, I think there's about eight to nine of them over there. Um, and so, uh, yeah, Reese Kennedy, um, you know, I, I don't know what all to say about, about that young man. He's, he's just been tremendous for us. He, he, uh, he's only played football two years. I don't know if we've talked about this before or not, but he's only played football two years. And, uh, you know, last year as a, as a uh, junior in fact, he barely took JV snaps, um, just because he was learning, you know, everything, learning what we do, learn our terminology, learning, you know, how to play the game, how to play the, the position. Um, and then from the summer until now, the strides he's made is just—it's—it's uh, it's really unbelievable. Um, you know, you look back at that Gardner game, and you look at look at the way he's playing now. It's just—it—it uh, it, it really is unbelievable what he's done this season to to get himself and and he's playing with so much confidence right now too you know I mean he understands the schemes now he understands you know what his job is and he plays extremely fast and he's and he's really become a physical runner which is what we wanted out of him you know he's he's a good solid big kid you know he's he uh really really strong in the weight room and uh, he's been able to use that here now throughout the second half of the season um in our run game and then Going back to, you know, the, the depth of it, you know, Tristan Baker has been the kid that, you know, has been kind of sharing time with him. And Tristan's just really a good change of pace type of back. I mean, he's smaller. He's, he's probably a little faster than Reese. Um, he has a, a really, really good feel for the game as well, too. Uh, you know, he, he just has that spatial awareness, you know, that you like to see out of, uh, out of running backs. And so he, he'll be able to do some things a little bit differently than Reese does. So it's a good change of pace to have.
1: Well, tell me this when you look at a team like Mays, and um, you know, the quarterback's a dual threat guy, who's real dynamic. And uh, your defense has seen a little bit of everything this year. You've seen you've seen a Jed Danine who was a, a dual threat guy. And in, in what I thought, thought the best line uh, Coach Stewart said about him was, you know, a lot of those are just pass plays that he takes off and runs on. <laughs> he yeah. goes, you know, we don't have a lot of design quarterback runs, he, he makes those. Does that kind of you know, I know it's a game you lost, but does that kind of experience kind of um. Really, can you lean on that? And, and what what you saw out of Jet?
8: Yeah, no, I mean that that you know, there's no doubt that helps. Um, uh, you know, the one thing that uh, Avery Johnson does so well is is he he just extends plays with his feet out of the pocket. You know, um, I, I think with the, you know with the Jet Denine type, he's more of a physical. You know, where if it's not there now, he's taking off and run. You know, um, you know, one thing that we've noticed out of of Avery Johnson is, is he he will sit in the pocket a little bit, and then he'll take off after after going through maybe one, two, three reads, you know. And so that's what makes him really, really dangerous as well, too. Um, and, you know, and he's got great speed. Um, you know, he uh, throws the ball with such a quick release as well, too, and puts it – he's got a really strong arm, puts it right on the line. Um, you know, he's, a, he's definitely a good one, one that uh, I have no doubt that's going to, um, you know, be playing on Saturdays uh, here in the near future as well.
2: Coach, I don't believe there's anybody in the Metro who plays better team defense than you guys. Talk to us a little bit about that total group and how they will respond to that situation that Maze is going to present to you.
8: You know, that, that's a great way to describe him, um, you know, because I, I don't know that we have, you know, a standout player. I mean, Aiden Schaefer obviously anchors our D-line. Um, but you go across the board at the D-line, that's where we really feel is a really strong point that starts that defense, you know, really gets that defense going. Um, You know, and then that back half, um, you know, really they just play, like you said, they play solid. They trust each other. Um, They understand what everybody's assignment is. They really trust that they're going to do their job, um, which allows everybody to play extremely fast in their fits. And so, um, you know, that's probably the best way to describe them. Um, is they play such good team defense. And that really all stems from, you know, Coach Hudgens is our defense coordinator. and um, You know, I, I think you've heard me say this before. He's, he's probably one of the best uh, high school football coaches or football coaches in general that I've ever been around. Um, his, his attention to detail is unreal. Um, you know, I mean, he, he – he, um, the film study he does, uh, the amount of hours he puts in, um, you know, if, if I'm not the last one to leave, um, I'm waiting for him to leave, you know <laughs> so uh, I mean he's um he he's a really good one and so but I'll, more importantly than that probably um, is really developing the scheme and developing you know those uh, those tendencies and things like that is that he translates it to the kids in a way that they can completely understand. you know and and that's that's a that's one of the biggest qualities he has is that he um he gets across what he what we want to do, you know, from a schematic point um in a way that those kids uh you know have full understanding and can play extremely fast
1: well coach it should be a fantastic game this is the time of year we get the openly root and uh love to see you grab a third one in a row and and uh as i've said the last few weeks if you get an email from me first part of next week that's a good thing we have you back on the show after a win
8: no that sounds great well thanks guys i appreciate it
1: all right that's mill valley coach joel appleby he has a, They're all Remax Big Three games this week on the Kansas side as they play in the 5A championship down in Pittsburgh against Mays. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk with St. James coach Tom Radke and our own Adam Burns. Listen to Preps KC's football Friday night, driven by the McCarthy Auto Group. I listen to you
9: time and time
4: When you're looking for a real estate agent, you want someone who has all the knowledge, has the right tools, dots all the eyes, Someone good enough to throw a no-hitter. Hi, it's Brett Saberhagen for RE-MAX. You need an agent who has all the answers, understands the numbers, and sees all the possibilities. When you're looking for an agent who knows all their stuff, from for sale to sold, my pick is RE-MAX. And relax, they've done it a million times. Start your search today with the RE-MAX app, each office independently owned and operated.
9: Price Chopper is rewarding you with amazing savings. Download the My Price Chopper app to find all of this week's offers, plus plenty of other great ways to save, like coupons, rewards, and so much more.
5: The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisements.
3: I'm attorney Mike DiPasquale. I played linebacker. I won a state championship. I played Division I ball. I know a thing or two about winning. A winning attitude starts with confidence. My law firm is so confident in what we do that if we take your injury case and we don't win, you don't pay us a dime. So if you've been hurt, call me. My team wants to win for you. I've got
9: this. Mike's got this. All you need to know. 816-888-7500. Mike's got this. Your computer system on the job, how's that working for you? Your home entertainment system, still enjoying it? You can thank an electrician. My name is Milton Johnson. And I am proud to be a Union Master Electrician with Local 124. You can learn a real skill and earn a great living in the building and construction trades. Be the best. Be one of us. Find out how at beunion.com. B-E-Y-O-U-N-I-O-N.com.
1: Welcome back to Prep's KC's Football Friday Night, driven by the McCarthy Auto Group. I'm your host Dion Closo, joined as always by the coach Harold Walmsgons. And a program like this wouldn't be possible without a great partner like the University of Kansas Health System. Sports Medicine and Performance Center at the University of Kansas Health System treats any sports injury to any member of your team. Whether it's your back, knee, hip, shoulder, or concussion, see the same experts who care for the Royals and Chiefs. Learn more at sportsmedicine.kansashealthsystem.com. And if you watch the Chiefs game on Sunday and what a healthy defense looks like put together, put back together by the University of Kansas Health System, you see the work that they can do. All right, let's go ahead and get back in the football. I'm bringing on uh, Tom Ranky from St. James, one of our state championship Game coaches in the uh, same spot you've been in from last year. And you've got, uh, you've got Andover Central this time around uh, coming off another big win. Um, great offense, defense playing well. Uh, you guys, have we've kind of had this conversation for about eight, nine weeks. You're just kind of playing real well on both sides of the ball. Team's confident, playing at the best at the best time of the year.
5: Yeah, I mean, it, when uh, when your offense is, you know, putting up points early, puts the pressure on the other offense and maybe get out of the, what they want to get get going, you know, and, and when Trey Clark picks up a a, a fumble and runs it back 60-plus yards for a touchdown to go up 14-0, that that kind of sets the tone of the game. And my dad has said, he's a Hall of Fame coach, and I always say, sometimes the ball rolls your way, son, and, um, and it did then. It'd be around long enough, and you see those breaks early. It's like, all right, we're going to win this game. Other times, you know, this year we had, like, I think we made – Aquinas stumbled five times in the first half in week one and got none of them. I was like, oh, we're not winning this game.
2: <laughs> Coach, as you go into this game, what do you like about your defense, particularly your front four and your linebackers? Well, how are they playing, and what do you like about that group?
5: That Wade Spencer, start off, them. he's a special, special kid. Like his, He's got two of his older brothers at the Naval Academy right now, Um, My sister is in the Marines, um, and he is just a tough kid. He is first-team EKL. I mean, everybody recognizes how good that kid is. He just wreaks havoc um, up front there. And and Braxton Guteman is the other D-tackle. We've got Jaden Mabian on the outside or inside. We've got uh, Nick McDermott, um, who's playing playing defensive end um, all year long. And Charlie Reese, when we moved Aiden Genitello um, to middle linebacker and put Hayden Reese at defensive end, that that completely transformed our our defense right now. and John Teller was our, our strong safety start in the year and all of last year, and the way he can move and see the game, um, you know, just opened everything up for our sophomore big strong linebacker um, Dom to to have. So he only has to control two gaps. Aiden can cover all of them. And so uh, the Spencer Dom can just focus on those two gaps and light people up. It's, it's a special group, and they can fly around. And, and even on the outside, Blake Boydston, his, you know, he doesn't have the flashiest player out there, but he always makes tackles, um, except for trying to tackle Birch last week. Everybody missed him. Um, but you know there's been really sure tacklers all year, um, and they like to hit. And they practice. It's the, the way we practice is insane, um, especially those guys on the outside, led by Wade. Um, he goes 100 miles an hour all the time.
1: Tell me this. I, that your defense doesn't get that much credit of the way you guys have been scoring uh, the last few weeks. Does that give them – I mean, when you put some points on the boards, does that just let their let the defense just pin their ears back and go? They've got the mm-hmm. confidence that even if they give up something big by trying to make big plays themselves, your offense is going to come right behind them and take care of business.
5: Yeah, you know, at the beginning of the year, defense – you know, offense was playing well. Defense, It wasn't matching up. And when they started clicking together and feeding off each other – um, you know, if, if any time the defense scores a touchdown, right, it just lets the offense breathe a little bit and, like, okay, here comes the whole playbook. <laughs> um, you know, and, and that thing, and again, we got those weapons on the outside. Um, it just puts so much pressure on, on teams uh, that we've been playing, especially when we get on this roll. But yeah, the, the, you know, we had Holden Archer had four picks against Baster, right? He's got seven picks on the year. So he, in the backfield action there, he's just, you know, playing lights out. He's like a ball hawk, he goes against Ty every week. Ty Colburn, one of the best <laughs> receivers in the city. You know, he's going to get better. Our, our cornerbacks are always going against Neeson and, and Ty every, every day, right? And so they're going to get better. Um, and they keep talking smack on each other all the time. And so it, every practice, again, guys, every practice we have is intense. I'm, I know I'm going to have to slow them down again tonight and tell them to ease up just a little bit.
2: Coach, when you look at Andover and you look at their offense, what do they do best offensively that might be a concern to your defense?
5: No, oh, they got some their left side of the line is big and strong and physical the tailback six one one 180 he's physical and the quarterback can run and they spread it out they got a good receiver on the outside so they're multiple and they like to run it they like to run it right at you and the quarterback can run they, you know when you anytime you have a big tailback and you got a quarterback can run they do some misdirection things so um yeah we're really concerned about the 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 running game out of the quarterback uh, for sure this week
1: how do you feel about your kicking game going into this i know that uh you don't want, I mean, you don't want to have to come down to a field goal, but sometimes in the state championship game, that's what it comes down to. You go, go ask Joel Appleby about that a few times. Yeah, I know. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> last year. Right. Yeah.
5: And we did some missed field goal in there. And then we block a kick. So, uh, uh, Malcolm Russell has been, has been so great this year. Malcolm's a super quiet kid. And so we celebrate everything that he does. Um, he's a really, really good athlete, really fast. And he wants to play more tailback, but I'm like, Hey, Malcolm, we really need you down the stretch here. And he kind of is like, okay. Uh, So we absolutely (laughs) love him. So we celebrate him every time. He's, I think he's 44 for 47 and extra points um, set the school record for uh, the most field goals in the season with seven. Um, He's had some big ones uh, for us this year um, in pressure situations. So uh, we feel really confident and, and Callahan Houston has been a holder and and Braxton Guterman has been a holder, been really solid um, all week. And, you know, uh, uh, Brian Gray, who's been helping with our special teams and kicking games and the great job of uh, making that a, a strong point this year,
2: Coach. I know you hope you don't have to do this, but how's your punt coverage team playing?
5: Well, they have their our our punt coverage and kick coverage has to be really good. They they have a number two and, and the receiver is super fast. And twenty two, their tailback's really good, so um, that's very important. We got our starters out there, starting receivers out there. Um, it's in, if we're really nervous about it, we'll put one of our uh, DBs out there to get down and cover. But our job is the punting and. Blake Boyson's done a really nice job. We do a rollout pump. His job is, ball, is to get the ball down there 30 yards and out of bounds so they can't return it. And we've had to have a few discussions this year <laughs> when he puts it in the middle of the field. Um, but Johnny Neeson is out, outside there, and he's super fast and just a great athlete and has made some big big plays for us um, out there. But, yeah, it's very important, and we get that ball in the right spot Again, you know every single tiny detail in the state championship game is very, very important. And, again, we got an extra day this week, so Thanksgiving Day is going to be um, like a special teams focus practice so we can, can hone all those things in.
1: Well, Coach, it should be a fantastic game. This is the time here we get to openly root. Uh, so I'll be wearing my St. James hat on, on Saturday, and maybe when I do my podcast with Mick Schaefer, I'll, I'll be rotating through a few of them, actually, on, on that one. But uh, go get another title, and uh, we'll hopefully talk to you again next week. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much. Well, Coach Walms, it's always good talking to Coach Radke. And it's uh I I think he's I know he's concerned with Andover Central, as he should be. You take every opponent, but I think they're the I think they the best team in the state, and they've shown it over the last nine weeks.
2: At this time of year, you want to really be good in the special teams and St. James can win all three phases of the special games, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, no doubt about that. All right, let's bring in our own Adam Burns, who is going to be in lovely Topeka, Kansas. I don't know if those words will actually go together, but yes, you'll be in Topeka uh, with St. James and You've been on the St. James kind of beat the last few weeks, and sometimes that you know it's it, I've done that in the past where I, you cover one team and then you get them in the playoffs, and it's kind of fun to see. It makes it a little easier down the line. What did you see out of them last week against Bishop Miege? Is it just more of the same that you've been seeing for the last few weeks?
10: Yeah, just continual improvement, and um, it's just the I, I keep saying this, but the offense it's just quick passes, quick passes, quick passes, and then boom, they hit you with the with the long ball and. Um, when you have Tyler Claiborne playing like Tyler was playing last week, I mean, he's tough to stop as it is, but you know, um, their offense was on all cylinders. I'm I'm super impressed, you know, and I kind of took a step back at halftime, um, last week and was like, man, Jackson house has really impressed me. And it's, you know, we focus on quarterbacks a lot for good reason, but, um, in the first couple of games this year, I saw at least one of them, maybe two of their of their losses. I know one for sure. It was I had covered their fourth loss. Um, you know he he's come a long way. I mean, uh, you know, quite frankly, he looked like a JV quarterback. You know, in the first couple of weeks of the season, uh, but something's clicked, and I think it just sometimes it takes guys to get settled into you know running an offense and, and being being the guy for the first time. And um, he he continually. Um, you know, does his reads, and usually usually that first read is open because they have that spread offense and their receivers are going in so many different directions and ways, and that, that's tough to stop at this level. It's tough to stop um, at any level, but um, when, the, when you have an offense that um, has as many weapons as they do at the receiver standpoint, with John Neese involved as well, um, yeah, they, they've just gotten a lot better. Uh, they continue to get better. Uh, they were able to um, you know, put the offense together the entire game, get a couple turnovers, and that was that was obviously too much for Miage to overcome. Um, when When you get up twenty one to nothing, it's tough to come back. You know Miage can be Miage at times, of course, but um, you know, St James was just the better team.
2: Adam, I believe you're absolutely right about all the things that you just said. Now, I want to put put yourself in the role of the defensive coordinator at Andover, and how would you look at them and say, you know what, we've got to stop them from doing these things? Be in that position as a defensive coordinator. Give us your game plan.
10: Don't get beat over the top. I mean, you know, you're seeing it obviously with the Chiefs, and I I won't talk too much about that because I kind of get annoyed when people do that at the high school level, but. You know, if, if you just keep St. James in front of you, I, I think there's potential for success. They're going to waste a lot of clock doing that, playing those short routes. But, you know, just keep them in front of you and, and try to get, you know, four downs on them, you know. And if you could do that, you might fluster them a little bit. Um, but once you get beat over the top, things really open up. And when you have Tiave Watts, they're running back, um, you know, successful as well. And they can mix in the ground game. Uh, their offensive line obviously can push some guys around. That's when it gets tricky. So i i would I would play you know some sort of cover two. Don't let them beat you over the top. Um, and you got to have the athletes to do that. And you know a lot of teams. You know this this year, obviously in the EKL, they've there were some teams that could do that. They could they could play like that. And that that's what I would say. Andover Central has to do is just keep them in front of them.
1: Well, and and the and the problem is is they've been so good at jumping on teams now. Piper. Piper did a pretty good job on them in the first half a couple weeks ago, and then and then they just kind of went away. And that's the other thing that they have is that they're they've got some depth and they've got some size, and they'll wear some teams out. And that's yeah. that's that's one of the things there. Their defense, though, uh, I mean, even though Coach he said that nobody really stopped Jalen Birch last week, <laughs> nobody really got a hand on him. They've done a fantastic job of taking away at least one thing that a team likes to do each week, and keeping them, you know, just working left handed or, or or definitely focusing on another side.
10: Yeah, a little bit of a bend but don't break mentality on the St. James defense right now. Um, You know, they can be run on a little bit, you know, we're seeing that, you know, it sounds like they got a dual threat quarterback coming in to face this week. So that's going to be interesting to see. Um, You know, obviously they've faced one in Mikey Pauly, so it's not like they haven't seen that type of quarterback. So that's going to be interesting to follow. but, um, But yeah, they've done a good job of, of, kind of limiting that you know a guy can run for 200 yards on them and they still can win right yeah. <laughs> so it's just a matter of not letting a receiver get open here or there so it's all about maintaining that success and you know even with a good running back you can run into a situation where you, you get a couple of incompletions and what do you know it's third nine you got to make a play so and I think Mie struggled to do that last week
1: well the one other thing that uh, this is their second go-around too for for St. James is the first go around for Andover. There's a reason why teams that win state titles, if they can, you know, get deep or get back the next year, they tend to, they tend to multiply pretty quickly. I mean, you look at a Mill Valley team that's back for a third straight year with what they think is their, nothing, No, nothing against this group of seniors, but not their strongest, not their strongest group. Uh, you know, and you saw what Miege did year after year. Um, you've seen, you know, Hutch back in the day, Olathe North back in the day. It feeds off itself and We'll see if this is the beginning, you know, is it just a back-to-back or if this is the beginning of one of those St. James runs. And uh, they've got a lot of juniors on this team. That's something that people don't really talk about. I mean, House is a junior. I think Nissen's a junior. Spencer, the D-line, is a junior. Uh, right. And they've got – don't they have sophomore a couple sophomores starting on, like, on each side they of the do. line? They
10: do. <laughs> yeah, it's – it's and I think when I hear the excitement in Coach Radke's voice after we talk, mm-hmm. you know, it everything seems to be building towards towards this hope, towards this potential of a run. Um, you know, obviously there's Aquinas looming, um, dropping down next year to, to 4A that's going to further complicate things for meage and and St. James and trying to make all these runs. So maybe we get a little bit more, um, you know, and I think the public schools are close to, I, I think there's, yeah. you know, each, I think each public school program, you, I, I, you know, wrote in the column a couple of weeks ago, I feel like there were more teams that could have knocked off. St. James or a Miege than, than in years past where it was like, okay, maybe there's one team. <laughs> so I, I think there's, it, I think it's a more well-rounded uh, for a East. Um, and, but yeah, I, I do think St. James has the potential to, to be able to reel off a few here, you know, obviously they got to take care of business.
1: Well, it looks like it's going to be a good day to be uh, at a football game and, even if it isn't Topeka, um, I'm not. Hey,
10: g- I'm cool with it. I, <laughs> hey, no dogging on the Capitals. You guys, Topeka and Jeff City. You guys always. Are
1: oh yeah, I'm not a Jeff City fan either. So,
10: <laughs> well, I mean, I, have- I, I I don't live there. You know, I did live there for six months in Jeff City at one point, but I live here for a reason. But um, I don't hate going there and visiting every now and then. So,
1: well, hey, uh, have a good time out there, and we will chat with you again next week.
10: Yeah, can't wait, guys. Thanks.
1: All right. That's our own Adam Burns. He's going to be at the 4A title game at Topeka, St. James, and Andover Central. We come back. We're going to talk with Ryan Wallace from GoPowerCat.com. You'll see Perps KC's football Friday night, driven by the McCarthy Auto Group.
0: points cash gear sports with a Dick scorecard You earn points on all your purchases and get 3% back in rewards and access to exclusive deals and events. It's simple. Points lead to cash to buy gear so you can play more sports. Get your Dick's scorecard and start earning reward certificates today. Every season starts at Dick's.
9: Price Chopper is rewarding you with amazing savings. Download the My Price Chopper app to find all of this week's offers, plus plenty of other great ways to save like coupons, rewards, and so much more.
4: Like baseball, real estate is a numbers game, and you need an agent that understands the numbers. Numbers like Toussaint Young's the 1985 championship MVP and throwing a no-hitter. Hi, it's Brett Saberhagen for REMAX. REMAX agents have all the experience and the knowledge to take you from for sale to sold. They understand the numbers and can help you through the process. Relax, they've done it a million times. It's why no one in the world sells more real estate. Start your search today with the REMAX app, each office independently owned and operated.
6: Hi, Cheese fans. This is Clark Hine. If you have an urgent orthopedic or sports injury, the University of Kansas Health System can see you quickly. They've added extended hours during the week and have a Saturday morning walk-in clinic. Your orthopedic and sports injuries deserve champion treatment from the experts who treat the Chiefs. Request an appointment at kansashealthsystem.com slash sportsmedicine.
1: Welcome back to Preps KC's Football Friday Night, driven by the McCarthy Auto Group. I'm your host, Dion Clisso, joined as always by the coach, Harold Wamsgons, and joining us now from GoPowerCat.com and Preps KC, of course, as well, is uh, Ryan Wallace. And uh, Ryan, let's just start where you were last week. You were out of Mill Valley and uh, got to see that Mill Valley Aquinas game and pretty impressive performance by Mill Valley. I mean, they really, really did a good job on Aquinas and back in the state title game for a third straight year. And, and we were kind of talking this before, while while not superstar laden like some of the the Mill Valley teams in the past, pretty solid football team up and down the roster, isn't it?
11: Well, yeah, and I, and I almost feel guilty because you know you I I let so much kind of outside opinion influence how I felt or thought I I knew about Mill Valley going into that game where, you know, everybody has kind of said, well, this, it may not be the most talented team they have. This was supposed to be their rebuilding year. And, you know, I show up there on Friday night and that's a really good football team. (laughs) Uh, They sure they might not have some of the individual talent that they've had in the past, Uh, But they're incredibly assignment sound. They're incredibly balanced on defense and offense. And I think the thing that struck me, Dion, and again, this maybe I'm not giving enough credit to Mill Valley, but I think over time you hear St. Thomas Aquinas and, you know, Randy Dryling and and the history that he has. And you even with all the success that Mill Valley has had recently, you still kind of expect Aquinas to be you know, the big, bad, uh, intimidating program. And yet it it looked to me as though Mill Valley was the clear program that wasn't flustered by, you know, the bright spotlight, that wasn't making mistakes. Um, they were kind of the Alabama, if you will, that, that, you know, just didn't seem uncomfortable in any phase of the game. Uh, and it ended up being Aquinas that not only, you know, Mill Valley forcing turnovers, but also Aquinas making, you know, their own errors and uh, came back to bite them in the end and Mill Valley, you know, kind of ran away with it there in the fourth quarter.
2: Ryan, you may have answered my question, but I, I think didn't Aquinas have a tremendous number of offensive yard, yardage for the game, and did Mill Valley's red zone defense play? Did they play great defense on third down? How did Aquinas get all of that yardage and yet only came up with, what, 19 points?
11: Right. Well, yeah, they were on the field a lot, um, as you would expect with that flex bone. Um, they had a couple pretty good series and some, some drives. The problem was, uh, you know, those series and drives ended with fumbles or, you know, ended with some sort of, you know, getting stopped on a fourth down, just weren't able to convert kind of when it when it mattered most. And I think that was the big deal. I thought, you know, Sean Carroll had a really strong game. Um, You know, they they had a a tight end that caught a touchdown pass that I kind of wondered if they might try and throw to him a little bit more with Mill Valley, you know, seemingly loading the boxes as you kind of have to do against Aquinas, but, um, you know, yeah, in the end, coach, I think that's what it was is, you know, they, they racked up some yards on kind of first, second, third down, even some series where they were able to move the ball into Mill Valley territory, just weren't able to convert when it mattered most.
1: Well, now they're on to Mays. You've seen that team play. Um, I think a few weeks ago we might've said, Oh, Mays is powerful and has this great offense. Is the physicality in Mill Valley, has Mays played anybody who's, who's got that kind of Mill Valley physicality? We kind of joked that, they're the one that almost beat Derby, but it was kind of a shootout, very similar teams, and the team that's probably designed to beat Derby the best, shockingly, is Brandon Clark's cousin, Joe Appleby, in Mill Valley. I mean, that's kind of an antidote to a, a very talented offensive team as a f- physical tough run team and a tough defense.
11: Yeah, I mean, uh, Mays was my pick, uh, you know, several weeks ago when we were talking – kind of talking about previews for 5A, and I said if, if Mays can get past Bishop Carroll – um, I think that that they're probably the team when they're playing at their best, that is the best 5A team out West. Uh, and they got past Bishop Carroll by seven points. Bishop Carroll's just, again, one of those assignment sound, well-balanced teams. And so when Mays got past them, I thought, okay, they can do this. When you talk about the physicality that Mill Valley is going to show them, really the only team that I feel like Mays has played and and you know I, it would be a statement win from a physicality standpoint – was two weeks ago when they beat Hayes, uh, and again, it was a nail-biter, 48-36. You know, they, it, it was back and forth there for a while with Jaron Canick's team. Uh, you know, Capin is another team that I think isn't as physical as Mill Valley, but a low-scoring game that, that Mays found a way to win. there late in the game, 22-21. So I don't think that they're going to be, you know, intimidated or, you know, get caught punched in the jaw by Mill Valley uh, from Mill Valley's physicality. Um, but I, I, you know, you wonder Mill Valley's again, not a team that's going to get flustered. I talked to their defensive tackle, one of their captains, Aiden Schaefer after the game. Uh, and I said, you know, what are you guys looking forward to, uh, you know, about Mays? Um, do you feel like your experience in this type of situation helps you guys? And he said, there's no question that the fact that they've been, um, at that, you know, level the last three, this will be the third year year in a row. Um, yeah. They're not going to be surprised by anything. They know how to prepare for it. Uh, they're, you know, if they do face some adversity, it's not going to fluster this team at all. So uh, I, that, that I think is riding in the favor of Mill Valley. But on the other side, they haven't seen anyone like Avery Johnson. I mean, you go down Mill Valley's schedule, and I don't see any one player that I think Mill Valley has seen that can be the dual threat um, that can keep, you know, a drive alive or a play alive like Avery Johnson can, maybe Jet Dineen and go figure that was the game that Mil- one Mill Valley yeah. lost 41 to 20. And he can't throw it as well as Avery Johnson can. So, um, you know, it'll be really interesting for me, Dion, and having seen Mill Valley. I think it, it comes down, it's as simple as can Mill Valley's defensive line control the line of scrimmage and fluster Avery Johnson and, and force him into making some, you know some passes outside the pocket that you know he's either off balance um, or just you know isn't comfortable making. If Mill Valley can do that, uh, I think that they have an offense that's balanced enough that you know that they shouldn't have a problem um, um, scoring.
2: Ryan, how would you evaluate the May's offensive line? Uh,
11: the, talented, um, talented. I, I feel like they're mobile and and agile, but not maybe the the biggest offensive line. Um, but in saying that, I think I don't. Didn't think Mill Valley's offensive line was really all that big. Uh, feel like their left tackle was probably 6'5, but maybe a buck 90. <laughs> um, but again, like May's, very assignment sound, fundamentally driven, well oiled. So um, I I wouldn't say that May's has the biggest line, but I wouldn't say that they have the smallest
1: line either. All right, let's move on to 6A and um, Blue Alley Northwest. Uh, as I said to, to Coach Ryder, you've you now boldly gone where no man has gone before to yeah. take the Huskies to a uh, state championship game, beating a really good Blue Valley West team, and hats off to Josh Korkenmeyer and his staff. And if you don't think Blue Valley West is here to stay under that staff and what they've got going on, you're not paying attention because they are going to be a part of the conversation a lot (laughs) the next few years. Uh, But Blue Valley Northwest really has just a very impressive win over Blue Valley West, second time they've beaten them. Um, They get Derby. I watched that Derby-Lawrence game. Um, I think they're a little more equipped than Lawrence was, to, to play with and beat a Derby. Um, but they're going to have to – all three phases are going to have to be ready to go against a, a pretty good Derby team.
11: Yeah, I mean, this Blue Valley Northwest team is is better than a lot of people give them credit for. Um, this isn't just – it's not just a surprise season. It's not just, oh, well, they have Mikey Pauly. I mean, this is a really sound defense, really good offense, and they control the line of scrimmage. Their offensive and defensive lines um, have made – life really easy for everything behind them. Um, but in saying what I said about, you know, Mill Valley, having not seen a player like Avery Johnson yeah, Valley Northwest has not seen a player like Dylan Edwards. I mean, you go down the list uh, of, of their opponents this season. There's not a single player that I can think of anywhere in Kansas city that, that is like Dylan Edwards, the running back for Derby. Um, He's quicker than fast, you know, to, to pull out a, a Mike Mayock term. Um, he's just one of those guys that is slippery that you cannot get a hold of. And he is incredibly dynamic in the open field and just a very, very tough guy to get even a hand on. And then when you get a hand on him, can you bring him down? Um, Derby, I think um, I, I do feel like this game might be a little bit more competitive in the early stages um, than, you know, maybe folks on the outside would, would come to think. You look at what Free State was able to do against Derby. You know, I, I think Blue Valley Northwest has similar athletes to Lawrence Free State, probably better athletes on the offensive side. If, if Blue Valley Northwest can get Grant Stubblefield going, and we talked about this off air, you know, particularly getting him maybe out as a receiver a little bit more so you can complement Max Muehlberger a little bit more and give Mikey Pauly some ability to get outside the pocket, but also keep that Derby defense honest through the air. I think Blue Valley Northwest can keep this competitive early. I just don't know if they're going to be able to keep up with Derby's offense because nobody's been able to stop Dylan Edwards thus far. But, you know, Coach and Dion at the same time, if you're Blue Valley Northwest, you're playing with house money. They should be very, very loose for this one, I would imagine.
2: I think one of the factors that we've talked about a lot that you have to look at Derby is think how many practices those sophomores, juniors, and seniors have had over the last three years compared to Blue Valley Northwest last year, they only played seven games, you know, so it's going to be interesting. I think that's going to be a big difference.
11: Yeah. And you know, on one hand you have the Mill Valleys and the Derbys that, you know, you think every year, maybe they're, they're going to slip up and this will be the game that they kind of, come in not as prepared for and both those head coaches always have those teams ready. But in saying that, you know, you always also keep in mind and and you wonder, is this the year that, that maybe they overlook somebody? Um, I I feel like Derby has some really good senior leadership, particularly on the offensive line. I know that they've got, you know, Alex key, Jonas Vickers are guys and captains that, that they'll lean on heavily. You know, for preparation and getting everybody's mind right for this one. Um, but again, you know, Blue Valley Northwest has a senior group that Clint Ryder has groomed for this moment, and I'm not sure there's a team in the city that believes in themselves more <laughs> no. than Blue Valley Northwest right now.
1: Really? Yeah, yeah, they are bought in, and and that you they did you you definitely see them bought in because they're getting better each week against better teams. I mean, right. that's the thing. It's like they're better than they were when they beat Olathe North and better than they were when they won. It, I mean, that, that's what's weird. Usually there's a tough game in there, but they are getting better each week. Well, Ryan, it's going to be a fantastic weekend of football. Uh, looking forward to hopefully we'll see three champions on the Kansas <laughs> side. We'll see. I, I like our chances with two. And and I think Blue Eye Northwest has a puncher's chance there. Uh, hopefully we'll get three. But uh, it's been a, a great week of football last week and look forward to talking to you again next week.
11: Thank you. And I will finish by saying this, Dion. I think this might be the best from 6 A. 5A, 4A, maybe the best slate of state championship games in Kansas that I can remember in a yeah, while.
1: Yeah, I agree these, with that. These were all are pretty really good strong games.
11: strong finals.
1: Yeah, no doubt about that. All right, that's our own Ryan Wallace. Also does stuff for GoPowerCat.com. When we come back, we will jump across the state line and talk semifinal and state championship football. You'll listen Preps KC's Football Friday Night, driven by the McCarthy Auto Oh, you can't,
4: Hi, it's Brett Saberhagen, and I'm proud of my baseball career. I've been very fortunate to receive many accolades, including being named to the all-star team three times. When you need to sell a home, you want the best. That's the RE-MAX agent. Real estate all-stars that put in the time, have the dedication, and hustle to take you from for sale to sold. That's RE-MAX. And don't worry, they've done this a million times. Start your search today with the RE-MAX app, each office independently owned and operated.
9: Your computer system on the job how's that working for you your home entertainment system still enjoying it you can thank an electrician my name is milton johnson and i am proud to be a union master electrician with local 124 you can learn a real skill and earn a great living in the building and construction trades be the best be one of us find out how at beunion.com. b-e-y-o-u-n-i-o-n.com
0: Here, sports, with a Dick's scorecard. You earn points on all your purchases and get 3% back in rewards and access to exclusive deals and events. It's simple. Points lead to cash to buy gear so you can play more sports. Get your Dick's scorecard and start earning reward certificates today. Every season starts at Dick's.
9: Price Chopper is rewarding you with amazing savings. Download the My Price Chopper app to find all of this week's offers, plus plenty of other great ways to save, like coupons, rewards, and so much more.
6: Hi cheese fans, this is Clark Hine. If you have an urgent orthopedic or sports injury, the University of Kansas Health System can see you quickly. They've added extended hours during the week and have a Saturday morning walk-in clinic. Your orthopedic and sports injuries deserve champion treatment from the experts who treat the cheese. Request an appointment at kansashealthsystem.com
7: sportsmedicine